0: So hello, folks, and welcome to yet another episode from the sales chat show, saleschatshow.com, driving your sales forward. This episode is entitled, if you end up in the sales equivalent of a penalty shootout, are you a bad leader? Folks, you may detect a certain lower level of positivity amongst the sales chat show posse today we are recording this on the Monday after sadly England did not win the final of the European football championship soccer to our listeners in in the USA and in other countries so uh, we got very, very close, and we were all getting very excited that football was coming home, as the very famous song goes. But unfortunately, we sort of stumbled or failed at the very last hurdle, losing in the penalty shootout to Italy. So um, as a, as a result of that, and I guess it's probably to be expected in the, in the world of, of sports, that uh, certain people uh, are uh, self-appointed experts of penalty shootouts on social media, <laughs> and, and all matters football, and and Gareth Southgate has been um, and. Uh, under some fire, under some some criticism for some people, and we thought, well, let's 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 debate this. So, if if you're a if you are a you know you're a sales leader or you're a you know a salesperson and you're in the last two, you've made your way through and you you don't always get the business, does that make you a bad leader? Is is this making Gareth Southgate a bad leader? Because I think as you'll find out. We've got a few thoughts um, around his, his leadership and what he's achieved um, that we think are very, very relevant to anybody who is managing a team or leading a team or, indeed, who wants to be a more effective leader in any way that you might want to consider that. So, uh, Mr Jessen, do you want to give us some thoughts on on... Is Does this make Gareth a bad leader, losing at the last hurdle and not, not bringing that European trophy back home to the UK?
1: No, it does not. And I think we can all agree on that one. Um, I think his leadership has been um, inspirational and it's been very positive. And I think we all know that he has done enough work with this team to see them lift the trophy on another day. But in terms of the work that he has actually done with this team, and I'm not just talking about in recent weeks, but over a period of time, um, from some of the things that I've read, I was particularly interested in how he's been working on the culture of the team. And one of the things that he's done in a very non-footballing way is to encourage some very open and honest conversations with that team of people about their stuff. And when you think about Gareth's stuff going back to 1996 and missing that penalty, he's been very open with the team about how that affected him then And now, and he's encouraged conversations with people like Raheem Sterling around the racism agenda. He's encouraged conversations in the room with Marcus Rashford talking about child poverty. Uh, Henderson, the Liverpool captain, talking about uh, his work bringing all the Premier League captains together, and so on. So, if you think about the the, a, a room full of football players really openly talking about their stuff in a lot of detail that that vulnerability that they are displaying and that passion that they have for their individual causes is going to do a huge amount for building the rapport and building the the trust if you like within that team I think another noticeable thing that Gareth Southgate has done is he's been very, very inclusive. He's not just been focusing on the on the players on the pitch, but he's also been looking at the players who were not on the pitch. And his first concern at the end of every single game has been to put his arm around the people that did not get selected for that particular match. So when you relate that back to business and a sales team in particular, uh, as we all know, the... The field sales force tend to be the heroes, and they're the ones that walk off with the uh, the trophies and the vouchers at the sales conference. But if Gareth Southgate was running a sales team, uh, you can see that there would be a lot of recognition and awards for the service team, the operations team, the backup boys and girls, uh, those unsung heroes, if you like, uh, that rarely get uh, a mention. And the other thing I'll uh, just comment on before uh, Graham chips in, no doubt, is that he has the, the courage of his convictions. Um, interestingly, in the early stages of this tournament, uh, 50 million people around the country thought that he would got the team selection wrong uh, and were clamouring for the likes of uh, Jack Grealish to be on the pitch, etc., cetera, etc., cetera. Uh, but he stuck to his guns he knew the formation that he wanted for that team and he was not going to be swayed by the tabloid press telling him that he got it completely wrong uh, and i think that takes some courage and that's what he's about he has the courage of his convictions those would be those would be my my three opening shots you know he's encouraged a very very open environment talking about everything from mental health to individual causes. Um, He's put his arm around the people that were not on the pitch and he's had the courage of his convictions and he's stuck with his beliefs right through to the end. I've got a couple more things I'll mention later maybe.
0: Yeah, I think as a, certainly when I was a a sales manager and I inherited a team and my new boss was very, um, very negative about one person in my team, And I'd been out on a couple of field visits and I was seeing something very, very different to what my boss had picked up from the previous sales manager about this individual. And my observation was he was highly competent, but a bit bored. He needed a stretch. And my boss at the time was of the opinion that, he, you know, he, his attitude was bad and was wrong and all that sort of stuff. So, you know, I, I went out to bat to it for him and stand up for him to to a degree and managed to persuade persuade my boss because, yeah, you you're closer to the action. It's your team. At the end of the day, you've got to stand up for your people sometimes. And you know, and that guy, we ended up getting him promoted. Uh, that's what he needed. That was the reason. If he was picking up any negativity, the guy was a bit bored, a bit frustrated, a bit demotivated. Needed a new challenge, right? He definitely didn't need dismissing or sacking. So, you know, I think the phrase sometimes is before you uh, before you sack them, you might want to think about promoting them because that sometimes is the answer for some of those some of those issues. So, Graham, your thoughts on Gareth Savage. By the way, for, the, for, the, for our listeners who are not as familiar with um, with the the game of soccer or football, uh, what Phil was referring to, that Gareth Southgate as a player was the person who missed um, in a penalty shootout that cost the England team... Um, the opportunity to move through in a very, very significant tournament. So I think everybody was wondering what what sort of baggage he was carrying from that, and hence he's talked about his feelings with that with the team. You know, so crucial conversations, as they're sometimes, or courageous conversations at the heart of good business. I think is in a business context, but that's certainly what what he seems to have done within his uh, in the England um, uh, football football or soccer team. Graham
2: thing is actually it's important about that miss in 1996 that Gareth Southgate is credited for missing. He didn't miss. He was really going to score. If it had gone in, it would have been a goal. Um, <laughs> but you see, it didn't go you in. You are thought of being a commentator? Yeah, <laughs> and with coming out with these words of wisdom? <laughs> it didn't go in because the other side saved it. And so actually, um, you know, he was doing all the right things as a player and that's so he's got the blame for us losing England, using, losing in 1996 and not making any progress. But actually, he was doing the right thing. Um, it was just one of those events. And I a lot of salespeople can relate to that because they've done all the right things to win the business. And then something happens, just a tiny little thing that prevents them from getting the business and the competition gets the business. And they feel very hard done by and they feel very demotivated by that I've, I've done everything right, and I still didn't win the business. And that's a bit like Gareth Southgate back in 1996. But what Gareth Southgate learned from that, I think, is evident in what he does with his current players because he treats them as human beings. He's very emotionally intelligent. He, um, We witnessed last night, immediately after the penalty shootout, where uh, England lost only by one goal, but we lost. Um, and we lost that and one of his young players was in tears and Gareth Southgate had got, was hugging him, got his arms around him and this player was crying on his shoulder. Now, you wouldn't have seen other managers before doing that. They'd have kind of tapped them on the shoulder and gone there, there, there and not treated it in such a human way. The fact that all the way through the development of this team is treated things like racism, about the human impact it has upon those uh, young lads who've been dreadfully abused um, by racist hatred. He's treated the uh, poverty um, uh, shown uh, by some of the players who are trying to support families uh, who don't have any money, who've come from a background of no money themselves. And he's supported them and understood it from their perspective. Great emotional intelligence to treat the players like human beings. And yet you will have read of some managers who clearly don't do that because it's kind of shouting at them and saying, get the job done and you're useless for not scoring the goal and making them feel bad. So one, I think one of the qualities of a good sales leader is being emotionally intelligent and treating your staff, your team, in the same way that Gareth Southgate treats them as individuals with feelings, with emotions, and whose emotions are affected by them not winning that sale. Even though they've done everything absolutely right, something else external to them stopped them getting the sale. It's not their fault. They would have got the sale had it not been for that external uh, factor, whatever it is. It could be that they were going to win the business, but suddenly the budget was changed in the client, and suddenly you're too expensive at the very last minute. That's nothing to do with your salesperson. That salesperson is going to feel emotionally upset and drained. And it's no good saying, you know, they're there then. You've got to treat it as a real emotional incident. And that's what he does. I've, I've never seen a sales leader hug someone who's in tears. And yet there have been people in offices in tears who are ignored by their sales leader. That's no good. That is, that's bad leadership. That's what happens in, in a penalty shootout when you're in tears. You want your leader to hug you and to comfort you.
0: I mean, I think, I think also as well, and at the risk of sounding like some sort of shallow, positive, motivational, rah-rah kind of session, um, yes, of course, we know in sales and as in the world of sport, you know, uh, somebody wins, somebody loses, right? It, com- it comes with the territory. But if you look at the track record of the England team, over the over the last fifty or so years, this is the first major international semi final for an England men's soccer team since 1996, and it's the first major international final for an England men's soccer team since 1966. So the team has achieved a huge amount, and it, you know we literally were one goal, one ball, one one kick away from from success, and of course. You know, they didn't win the business in sales parlance, did they? But they did win everything along the way. And that's that is also was back to Phil's points. That's about building the team for the next encounter. Because sport's very different to the to the world of sales, because these opportunities are not coming along every four years, right? Another one's gonna come along next week. So, how well equipped are your sales team to learn from what's happened, to build on the successes they've had. And then win next time, because that's winning and losing part of life in sales, part of sport, right? It's the way it happens. It's inevitable that it's going to happen. So you've got to win well, and I think you've got to lose well. You know, nobody likes losing, but you've got to learn the lessons from it and, you know, not allow it to be devastating to that young player in tears for it yeah. for example will in that emotional emotionally heightened state will probably remember every single word Gareth Southgate utters to him for the rest of his life, definitely for the rest of his football career. You know, so I think and the, how he's behaving today will be critical.
1: I, I think I was also interested in some of the conversations that Gareth has facilitated around what does it mean to be English? That was a conversation that he had with those players uh, and the backup staff um, in one of their training camps. I mean, that's a very interesting conversation that's going to hook the players up with the vision that Gareth has for that team. And another question he asked them was, what colour medal would you like to win? Um, He wasn't. He wasn't being prescriptive anyway. He he was trying to involve them in the creation of the journey to achieving that gold medal that they would put around their necks. I think he is very, very authentic, uh, Mm -hmm. unlike a lot of sales leaders I can think of uh, that flick a switch when they are in view of the sales team or at a sales conference, wherever you see Southgate, he is the same person. He is very, very comfortable in his own skin. And that's one of the reasons why people, the players, uh, love him is because they actually know him. They know Mm -hmm. the real person. I think two more things I'd mention about um, Gareth Southgate. There was a lot of criticism about him putting players into that England team that did not that were not performing well for their clubs sterling being a very good example of that not had a particularly good season at manchester city but southgate is the sort of person who will look at the long game he will look at that player's last year and more he won't just look at the player's last four or five games where there may have been a bit of a drought and exclude him from the team. No, he would look at the long game, if you like. Um, And another thing which I thought he did very well um, is that the players were rotated on that pitch, including during the game, uh, in what we today would call situational leadership. People were brought on at key times to attack or to defend Or in the case of somebody like Jack Grealish to add a bit of creativity with 20 minutes to go or whatever. Yet if you think about the way that sales leaders uh, allocate account managers to various accounts, very rarely is that done in a situational manner. Uh, Normally, if you're a customer in Newcastle, you end up being serviced by the account manager who wait for it happens to live five miles from Newcastle. That is not being situational. Good sales leaders will say, well, I know this is a very important customer of ours in Newcastle, but you, Sue, in Coventry, you are the person who is best qualified to help that customer achieve their goals and to help us achieve ours. So I think that's something we can learn from Gareth uh, southgate in terms of how situational account management or situational leadership uh, should and could be applied he's also bringing in
0: um, and giving exposure to some very, very young. And I know fo- football soccer players can often be very young, but still very talented. And he's come under a little bit of criticism this morning for, you know, who was selected to do the penalty shootout. But they are now, all of those players have now been pressure tested in a penalty shootout. They've had the experience. And I think he is playing the longer term game as well as the shorter term, you know, uh, to, to your points. But he's, he knows, he, he's got a world cup coming up right he knows he's got other competitions so yes of course this one matters and we got pretty pretty close (laughs) to it but he knows that there'll be something else coming up and you can't allow the failure here to destroy the the team for the for hopefully the successes that are that are coming up you know i think
2: another another key thing about as you say about his team selection and so on is when you relate that to business that all too frequently in business you know the next kind of regional sales manager is somebody who's been working for us for the last 5 years and it's their turn kind of thing mm. and the and the next key account manager is somebody who's been working for us for 10 years and they ought to be promoted there's far too much you, know, you don't you can't do this job until you've had so many years of experience That's regardless true. of your talent and so there will be people who are really talented at being a key account manager who've literally come straight out of university, but they would really do the job very well. And we've got to go, focus much more on talent rather than age and superiority. And I think all to, and it's not just in sales. It's in all areas of business that I see. Uh, that people focus on how long have you been here, therefore it's natural that you would move up to the next job. It isn't natural at all. You might be useless at the next job, and somebody who's 10 years younger than you would be much better. And that's what we should be focusing on, and that's precisely what uh, Gareth Southgate did. He didn't listen to the criticism about your choosing people who are too young. Yeah. He was thinking about who are the people who are the right talent for the job I need them to do.
0: Yes. We're, not, we're not knocking the wisdom of experience, but... There is a difference between ten years of experience and one year of experience that you've just repeated ten times, right? Yeah. So, which is around you can do was,
2: ten rubbish years.
0: Yes, and that <laughs> you've had, you've had, you've experienced ten rubbish years, right? Yeah. Whereas. You know, Susan straight out of university with a brain the size of a small planet is probably got the strategic thinking capability to be an exceptionally good yeah. uh, key, key, key account manager, you know, if you're good enough, you're old enough, right. And that, I think those yep. are some of the things that he's I think my, my thinking as well is, and it's to Phil's point about the authenticity and how he's embraced There's a lot of issues the whole topic of corporate social responsibility has become more and more important over businesses uh, in business over you know the last sort of 10 years 10 to 15 years and i think people are very very suspicious of organizations that that play at it or or choose to adopt for example, gay pride for for a month, and then do nothing about um, about the topic diversity of uh, you know the LGBT community within their organizations. It just serves them to pink wash as one of my as one of my friends referred to it as but he's he has taken a stance on some of the topics such as the players taking the knee and and um, racism within the game of football and has tackled some very uncomfortable and difficult but topics that need to be challenged you know these topics need to be talked about they need to be dealt with but that's that authenticity that's coming through he you are you know you understand he genuinely you know is taking a strong stand against these things not just paying lip service to these topics and they are they are difficult topics um but they must be addressed and he's got the courage of a leader to address those topics and support his players in doing so as well
1: I think one of the other things that, um, as you and I know, Simon Graham is famous for talking about uh, sales targets. What? I don't (laughs) talk about that, Or I should say the the folly of having a sales target. It's it's interesting that I don't think that Gareth Southgate had a target of winning a 90-minute game. I think his whole rationale for working with that team wasn't to focus on 90 minutes but it was to create a a very human very passionate team-based culture that would last for 900 days and achieve some great things along the way it certainly was not a one hit we must win this one game type of culture I'll have to hand over now to Graham because I can see he's He's absolutely itching for well, things. I was just going to say that
2: I think that when his autobiography comes out, which it's not going to come out for a few years, he's not going to do it yet, in spite of the millions he's been offered. Yeah. Um, I'm sure he won't do it because I wouldn't mind betting that what we discover in that autobiography is that the Euros was going to be a nice to win, that that would be icing on the cake if we could win it. But the real aim of what he's doing is to win the World Cup in 18 months' time. Mm. And so if if that's what you're aiming for and this is this competition is on the way, yeah. it's nice to win it. But if you don't, all the other wins that you've got about the team, the selection of the team, these many of these players in 18 months will still be in the team. And mm. so I wouldn't mind betting that when we read his autobiography, that was the real prize they were looking for, winning the World Cup again in 18 months' time, and that this competition was one step on the way to achieving that, and if we'd won it, that would have been nice, but it wasn't the ultimate thing that he was aiming for.
0: I've got a a hunch that another reason you won't see his autobiography. Is he probably thinking, nobody's going to want to read my (laughs) autobiography? He's probably thinking, oh, no, I don't really want to do that, which is why it's definitely going to be an autobiography to read, isn't it? You know, it's like...
2: uh, Yeah, well... (laughs) A friend of mine mine has written several autobiographies, ghostwritten them for sports uh, people. Um, It did, it did, we, we, I think we all know somebody who did write, ghostwrite an autobiography for a uh, television uh, personality um, who um, was not credited with the best of intelligence. And when he turned up at the, the house to interview this individual. I'm being very careful with my words now, not to give anything away.
0: Please, <laughs> do. Please he, be very well, cautious here. We don't want to get sued at the same chat he, show.
2: When he turned up at the individual's house to interview them to ghostwrite the biography, um the first question from this person was Well, I'll call him Chris. Chris, what's this autobiography going to be about then? was the question that uh, this uh, author was asked. Um, I think that whatever is said in um, any book that comes out of uh, Gareth Southgate would be a very good reading for anybody in sales, even if you're not interested in football, because the lessons of leadership and the lessons of keeping a team together and gelling that team are really important lessons for a sales manager, a sales director.
1: I've, I've, just books, had a, yeah. I've just had a quick look online, by the way, and apparently uh, Gareth Southgate has already written a book a few years ago. But you can guarantee uh, there will be a, another one, just in case yeah. uh, there was any confusion about that. Good,
0: good. Well, I think um, the other the other thing I know from reading in the press over the weekend um, was a huge <laughs> amount just to build on Phil's comments about the culture have. It's the environment they've been training in. He's been breaking down fr- sort of factions between the various, because obviously the players are very loyal to the clubs that they play for and they're against each other, their opponents against each other during the Premier League. And then they so and in previous England teams, people have sat at different tables and things like that, which is a cultural symbol, right? It's a symbol of the culture. And he's, he's created an entirely different culture of belonging, of sharing, of being open and candid and honest so he's I think he's going to have gelled a team and built a team that that are going to be so much stronger as a result of him being being the leader of that so yeah. you know I think he's there are a lot of things to learn from this guy for sales leaders sales directors managers or even individual I think people who just want to be you know, sharpening their ability to be a leader because leadership's an attitude of mind, not necessarily a position that you occupy within an organization, folks. So uh, any other closing thoughts, chaps, before we close?
1: Dareth Southgate for Prime Minister—that's what I say.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think uh, I think um, the chances of persuading him to take that job, I feel, are close to non-existent. But um, it's been a nice one to think about, wouldn't it? So, mm-hmm. uh, I would just say, Jones,
2: I was just going to say that yeah, his team came second in Europe, um, and that should not be looked upon as a Problem. Yeah, eBay is second to Amazon. It's not a bad position to be in, is it? <laughs> so I would think that being second is not that bad. So if your business ends up being second because of this penalty shootout, focus on the benefit of being second because whatever business you're in, somebody's going to be a hundredth.
0: Yeah, yeah. And of course, in sales it is, you know, you can say on one hand, it is all about getting that business as the winner. The winner gets the revenue. We understand that. But if you're going to be a really awesome sales leader, it's about building a team so that that happens more often, but it's not the only reason you want to build the team. It's just, just to get those wins, right? There are, you'll get them by other, other routes. And it's building a team that when you, time for you to move on, you've left your mark on that team, and also the team can function without you as well, which will be the other mark of a... You know, if Gareth Southgate was unfortunately ill during one game, that team would still be doing fine because yeah. bet you they'd all know what to do because <laughs> because uh, he's he's that kind of guy. So thank you very much, guys, for sharing that. So hopefully, oh, I think that might have cheered the three of us up a little bit when we realised <laughs> we've got a we've kind of got a lot to feel positive about despite the frustrations of the last uh, of yesterday evening's match. So all all very painful, but we'll pick ourselves up, dust ourselves off and move on forward and hope that football will be coming home, as Graham has predicted at the World Cup. So thank you very much, folks, for listening in saleschatshow.com. You'll find over 200 episodes there in the back catalogue. If you'd like to subscribe to the sales chat show from wherever you prefer to get your podcasts and you'll uh, receive notifications of the new episodes as they come out on a regular basis. In the meantime, we just want to wish you good luck and good selling, folks.